It's episode 148 of the Improv London podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Moses, and this week's guest is Hannah Platz. Yay! Hello! Hi! How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I am all right. I am all right. You are the first person that I have spoken to today. <laughs> uh, so that's exciting. Yeah, this is pleasant. A human. <laughs> yes. How, how are you coping with the way things are in the world today, as I'm euphemistically calling it? <laughs> with the situation. Um, yeah. Do you know what? Yes. It's it's weird, isn't it? And it's it's been obviously difficult for everyone, but it's been really kind of heartening to see how people are adapting already. Um, mm. we've been having like, we've got a discord server and zoom and all of these different platforms that everyone's using. So it feels like, you know, we're still going to carry on. And I just keep saying, you know, this too shall pass. Yes. This too shall pass. Yes. Yes. I was thinking about, oh, if this had happened like, you know, 20 years ago or something like that, would we all be writing letters to each other? Yeah. And we'd be on the phone, I suppose. We'd I suppose, be phoning yeah. people up that we had. We had the phones. We did have the phones. But you'd all be sharing the landline, like, get off, it's my turn. (laughs) I do not wish to return to those days. No. Uh, (laughs) Tell me about the same faces. Right. Pretend I had never heard of the same faces. (laughs) Tell me about the same faces and your role within them. Well, traveller who's never heard of the same faces. Uh, So I uh, trained with the same faces. So I did uh, Tom Young, uh, I did his beginner's course uh, about nearly two years ago um, and just kind of got obsessed with improv from there in really Uh, and I started gigging with them after a few months and I so now I'm a regular in we do a short form show on the first Saturday of the month usually and we do our our (laughs) Armando show on the second Wednesday of the month so they're quite different but um, I kind of love them both uh, like my kind of strange children uh, <laughs> but it's quite a big um we've got quite a pool of people in the same faces now and it's really lovely because it's people from who like different kinds of improv and we all get together and it's like a little family it's really lovely um and we do drop-ins as well usually on a Thursday which is really nice because it's different levels of ability and everyone's kind of uh just playing games together and learning skills it's really nice cool and uh, when you're doing the short form, uh, the short form set, mm. what's your favourite short form game? Uh, ooh, I really like Greatest Hits. Um, right. What's that? So that's when you are on a kind of QVC shopping channel type uh, television program that's trying to hawk a load of CDs, uh, and the audience gives us an occupation. So it'd be like songs of the plumber or something. And uh, (laughs) there's uh, two of our guys. It's usually Dave and somebody else that will give us a ridiculous genre and a ridiculous title. And then we have to just sing a bit of the song. Um, So that's really fun, uh, depending on what. uh, We've had some really weird job suggestions like chicken coop sanitation inspector. Um, yeah, they get uh, quite niche. Old, that, yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say that old cliche. Oh, that old no, cliche. I've never, I've never heard that one before. <laughs> that is new to me. Yeah, so it's really fun because you get to kind of, I really like just being dropped in it sometimes when it's like, here, go do this. <laughs> like, go sing a song in a, a reggae Gregorian chant. 
was one of my favourite <laughs> combinations of <laughs> genre. Hmm. Yes, I'm just just working out in my mind how that would work. Yeah, that would not work. But it's I would kind like of a bass line, and then we just go oh, over the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's really fun. And I then, like all the music games. I kind of like all the short form games just because they're so fast, and you can just hit them and be like boom, 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 and get the laughs. And I kind of like that sometimes. But then I also <laughs> kind of like a bit of slow burn. So I like to get my two sides of. I'm I'm on both sides of the argument, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> and we shouldn't be arguing no, because it's all we're the all same friends. thing. We're all friends. So yeah, t- tell me about the the long form night. Yeah, so it's called Uncle Armando, the improvised sketch show, which kind of tells you what it is. Um, we've shaken up the format recently, so we now do it. We used to have a headline comedian, but we now do it so that we do it as more of a group. So um, we do monologues based on words that the audience give us and then mm. turn those into really weird, usually sketches. Uh, <laughs> just very odd. Lots of talking animals. That's just what we love. Um <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's really, it's a really nice, um, I think because there's the element of the monologue, so you get to know the players as well as being like, oh, here are some people being silly for my amusement. It's also like, oh, you're getting to know little facts about people, which I think is quite engaging um, and getting little bits of their lives. So that's quite nice. I really like that about that show. Yes, I love it. Um, Whenever you can bring truth onto the stage. Yes. because you don't actually have to make up stuff to be interesting. Yeah. And, actually, and and weirdly, you can be quite boring, but that actually, as long as it's true, can actually be the most interesting things of all. It's really strange. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can just be talking about like buying a pair of shoes or something, but actually, because it is true, there's just something so watchable about it, and then you can pick little bits mm. out of it to do the the sketches and things and yeah I really like that I've been looking a lot recently at that sort of bit slower more kind of truthful sort of improv and just find it really interesting um Mm. that more kind of organic sort of style of kind of coming in with nothing um it's just really there's something really satisfying about it when you do it and you do it really well and you're like oh my god that was amazing (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I I also love that style of improv, Mm. but partly because if I wait until I have an idea, then I never get on stage. Right. (laughs) It's not our choice, but I'm just like, I have to trust that if I get on stage, something will come to me. And it's that thing of um, just using silence as well that is so powerful. Like we've been really working on that with Tiny Stories recently is like just letting scenes kind of breathe a bit when they need to. Um, Mm. and how actually, yeah, because I think I naturally am just a bit of a like, I'm going to keep talking to fill this silence, yay! Um, But actually (laughs) the silence can be really interesting and you can discover things from the silence about people's Mm. physicality and the, the, the way that you are with each other in that silence. Is it uncomfortable or are you like close or, yeah, I just find it really interesting, that kind of sense of... You don't have to be going at 100 miles an hour all the time. Yeah. And also, when you use silence, when you do speak, your words have much more importance than if you had been. Yeah, and you can kind of build a platform to add the words to just from giving yourself that moment, which I really love, like 
just allowing yourself to kind of exist in the world of that sounds really kind of hippie-ish and weird but uh, you know you just kind of yeah I love it I love a bit of world building yeah just kind of create a little space together I love that so what how what inspired you to get involved with improv in the first place um so well i i've always loved comedy and um i did like a little bit of improv um when i was at uni and just before i was at uni um and was like oh my god this is great people laugh at things that i say wow um (laughs) (laughs) uh, which is quite addictive um but then i i got back into it kind of with a with a kind of passion um because i uh well i'm talking to you now from my vocal booth so i i'm a voiceover yeah. uh, yes thank you very much uh and yes. so i work alone and so i'm just by myself oh, a no. lot of the time in my little cupboard <laughs> and so i was like this would be nice i can go out and like see other humans um which as we know is a great joy and um so <laughs> yes i'm learning to appreciate that more and more so much <laughs> um, i started trying to make friends with cats when i went out for a walk today yeah. i mean cats are great but i'm normally not that bothered it's not quite the like, same oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so originally i just thought oh you know this will be fun and you know i'll i'll see other humans and it'll be like a good time and then I just got completely obsessed by it just this is amazing and then finding like as you discover all the different schools of thought around improv and it's just like now it's like which different books do I buy so I'm just always like I'm just like this little improv like pac-man just trying to consume as much improv as I can well yes um and uh I'm actually resting uh my mic uh, on four uh, improv books, <laughs> so I uh, I uh, I share your passion in that uh, regard. Yeah. Is there an improv book that you've read maybe recently, or that you've uh, had had a big effect on you, or uh, just one you think the listeners should check out? Well, I just lots and lots. I know but... there are so many. I just got given as a present um, Jill Bernard's small little cute book oh, of, and it's so great. Yes. It's like perfect yes. to give to people as well when they get into improv to be like, look, these are things you can think about, but in a not scary way. And um, yes. yeah, I just love it. So clear and like there you turn the page and you're like, of course. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was the one that I would say for, for everyone is like, it's a beautiful little book. And I just got given it as a present by Jen Kenny um, just before the lockdown happened. So now I can sit and oh, read no. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really good. And Improviser's Way, Katie Shoot's book is great there as is. well. Yeah. Yes. Classic of the genre. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so just just going back to um, what you were we, when we were talking about the same faces, mm. and you're talking about uh, Uncle Armando, and because this is something that I struggle with, is that when you're listening to a monologue, mm. and you're trying to pull something from the monologue to then do a, a scene, yeah, how do you do that? <laughs> do you know? If I Can knew you put it words or is it just... the secret to that, <laughs> then. I would be very rich. Um, do you know what? I don't think there's an exact <laughs> science to it. Um, for me, I think that I think um, quite visually. So I'm looking for, for pictures that would be funny out of that. So if somebody's talking about, oh, I don't know an example, but um, I just I think I think of a visual uh, gag from that. So 
Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one we've done recently as an example. Um, oh, somebody said something about Doreen only being the name of next door neighbours and never anyone else. And then I just got this image of all these different Doreens lined up. And so it was like, OK, cool. And so we were all these. We ended up being just an army of Doreens. It was weird. Um, <laughs> but I think sometimes it can just be a turn of phrase that someone uses. It doesn't have to be you don't have to honor the monologue to be like, oh, I have to recreate the thing that you've said. You can move a couple of steps away from it, I think is is sometimes funnier and sort of. I think for the audience, it's quite, um, they're like, ooh, that was like a magic trick. They just pulled that thing out of there. Do you know what I mean? Um, so it can just be, yeah, just if somebody phrases something a bit weirdly, or if even if somebody trips over a word or says a word wrong, I love like picking up on stuff like that and doing a kind of follow the fail type of thing where it's like, oh, let's focus on that and just have fun with it. Um, yeah, I don't think there's an exact science unfortunately because it would be so much easier if there was but even just hearing you um that you think about it in visual terms is really interesting yeah i'm i'm much more sort of an auditory person Mm. for me it's all about sound um so the idea of thinking about that in pictures is really it's sort of revelatory (laughs) yeah it's kind of like oh that's kind of like a dog wearing a sombrero or something and then go from there do you know what I mean it's like I just think of an an image rather than yeah I I guess it kind of depends on what sort of brain you've got but um, (laughs) everyone has a natural meaning but yeah but it's it's interesting to hear about other people's brains yeah yeah, Yeah, it's like that thing that was going around saying that some people don't have an inner monologue and I was like, mm. what, how do you, what, who, how do you live? What? I don't understand. Like you can't compute how you can not. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, how nice it must be yeah. not to have. It must be so monologue quiet. Telling you of all your failures <laughs> right? and all your insecurities. And who are these wonderful um, <laughs> people and how can we become them? <laughs> well, so I've not um, ever managed to silence that voice but I've heard the idea that you should have the on, on the other shoulder the, the another voice doing the opposite. Right. And so instead of having the voice that tells you, oh, you're a failure or a mistake, actually having another voice on the other shoulder actually saying that you're great and that you're celebrating the things that you would do achieve. Yeah, that's nice. Obviously you want some sort of balance. You need a balance but... between the two, yeah. You're yeah, in the middle. Yeah. Just try and take a bit from each side. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um so tell me about Tiny Stories. Yeah, Tiny Stories. Yeah. So um, we started Tiny Stories. We originally, um, we did a workshop at BIP, the British Improv Project. Uh, yes. Which I, you've talked about a bit on this show, I think, because uh, yes. it's a great yes. weekend. Um, I'm still sad it's not I know. this <laughs> I think we should we should have some kind of massive Skype session with everyone that should have been there, but that's quite a lot of people. But <laughs> yes, like that would be quite idea, an undertaking. Actually. Yeah, um, <laughs> or it's just the people we like. <laughs> wait, how do we create this list? Um, <laughs> that's fine because we like everybody. Yay! Hooray! Solved the that problem. Nice <laughs> Um, yeah, so originally we did, uh, last April, we did a workshop at BIP um, with Bobby from Strike uh, about macro oh, yeah. scenes. And we came out of it, Adam and I, and were like, oh, that's a really good format. I love it so much. You could make it into a show like this. Uh, and we kind of like 
sort of worked away at the idea of it and um, just kind of went for it, just sort of threw some people in a room and that we knew and were like, hey, we've got this idea for a thing and um, did the thing. And <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. So I'm now going to ask you for a few more details on the thing. What's, what's yeah. a macro scene? Okay, so the way that it was explained to us is do you know that Simpsons episode that is it's called something like 22 short films about Springfield it's, I do not no, but carry on but so basically what it is it's like um you do a scene and then to transition to the next scene you physically follow something like pan the camera from that scene into a totally new one oh, so I think in the Simpsons episode it's like Bart and Milhouse and they throw something off a bridge and you follow the thing they throw and it lands underneath a car and then you're in the car and there's a scene in the car yeah, yeah so we uh we don't always do actual physical things sometimes sometimes it's like we follow the sense of dread uh <laughs> but we normally uh do our transition so it's like uh yeah, we follow um, somebody will drop a, a coin and it rolls down the gutter and you follow the coin and someone picks it up and then we have a whole new scene. Um, so we're trying to kind of build a little world. So we ask the audience for a place where a lot of people work that's not on the high street because otherwise it's just the same shop over and over again. <laughs> so we have like... Greg's. Yeah, it's just like, oh, we're in Greg's again. Uh, so we have things like a school or a hospital or a theatre, stuff like that. And then just kind of work our way around everyone in that place. Um, mm. Also the animals that live there, because we just love talking animals. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's a bit weird, and but it's very like character based and it's just loads of fun. Um, and it's just like a really beautiful group of people that I love. Uh, so it's just really great to jam with them. And um, yeah, we just started the Tiny Jam as well in Deacon Street in Leicester. Uh, so that's our new monthly uh, thing uh, when the world goes back to normal uh, <laughs> which has been really fun because we've had some great acts come over to do a, a headline slot and then we we do a slot tiny stories and then we get everybody up to do short form games and it's really yeah it's a really fun night yeah, a, yeah. that sounds fantastic and just going back to um uh, tiny stories for a second. Yeah. So you say that you're following perhaps a sense of dread or, you know, a coin <laughs> yeah. rolls. Cigarette smoke. Or or, like yeah. Cigarette smoke. So how, how do you embody that? How does that be? How do you portray that? On um, so somebody will literally kind of announce it, like pinpoint it and say, oh, yeah. uh, like, we follow the leaf that falls from the tree to the something. Do you know what I mean? Or, um, mm someone spills a coffee or something and they go we follow the trail of coffee under the door and into the manager's office and then they'll yeah. start so that's the person that starts the scene well right. then yeah yeah so the idea being that if somebody well i was going to say they have an idea but they perhaps come in with nothing but it's just their responsibility if they've <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, if you call Just for it. But um yeah, but we we don't do a lot of kind of heavy premise stuff. It is very sort of we just work it through as best we can. Um mm. just uh, it is more focused on character rather than Yeah. Um so 
Yeah, I think, yeah, so the person who initiates the transition will then have responsibility to start that scene, usually. Uh, Mm. Sometimes they bail on it. (laughs) 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 But that's just funny, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it kind of, it makes for some some weird and wacky kind of situations. Mm. Um, But we love that. And uh, do you regularly rehearse? We have been doing up until now. Um, yes. <laughs> not as often as we want to because just of everybody's schedules. But we, um, mm-hmm. we've had some really great coaching, actually, from David Escobedo. Um, oh, yes. He came down to one of our rehearsals uh, a few months ago and it was really, really useful. It was such a great session um, because we did our first... Uh, so we tried a new format out in the Leicester Comedy Festival. Uh, right, because that sounds a good idea. Yeah, we're like, oh, yeah, we'll try this out in a in a huge, nice venue. That will be not a risk <laughs> at all. Um, but it was really great. Um, it's, so that's called BYOB, Bring Your Own Book. Mm-hmm. Uh, which um, Adam and I weirdly uh, had a go at in the Hoopla Marathon at the end of last year. Right. Uh, at like five in the morning. <laughs> because we're insane. Uh, but that was really fun. Uh, so it's basically the idea is um, people bring in books and uh, we pick a few out of the audience, read out the titles. They choose which one they want. And we say, oh, yeah, I know this book. And we read uh, a line, just any random line from anywhere in the book. And everyone goes, oh, yeah, great. And then we just recreate the book oh wow um so it's more slightly more narrative than we normally do um but it was really fun we had a really great show in the comedy festival but david came down like i think the week before we did it and just really like we went into it going oh we're gonna just have a go at this format and see what happens but then after we'd had that coaching it was like great we've got a show like we know what we're doing it's perfect so what's what's the appeal of that format for to you? Um, it's I I mean I'm kind of obsessed with stories anyway, <laughs> just generally, because um, I'm an audiobook narrator mainly in my normal job. So kind of telling stories is my main thing. Um, so I think there's something about uh, there's something about telling someone a story that I love which is what we really wanted to focus on with tiny stories anyway and so putting in the structure of the narrative of the book although it's a loose structure (laughs) um, (laughs) it kind of gives some sort of it gives it more of a, a a brickwork to sort of work on than our normal show which is great but it's kind of madcap (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. um so there's something nice about having the structure of like this is the title and this line is going to appear in it and then we have to somehow get round to it being like and that's why it's called the wasp factory which is the one that we did (laughs) um yeah so it's really fun um but definitely coaching helped us so much um we, and I think we're going to do when the world goes back to normal again. We had some more <laughs> coaching booked in. So that's definitely something that we want to keep doing. So we all um, we all just want to keep getting better all the time. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's, actually, that's... Um, I say yes, but I, I think sometimes people can take that for granted. To me, that seems an obvious thing to want to achieve. Yeah. 
But I suspect some people, well, I don't know, shouldn't speak for other people, but <laughs> I imagine some people, they'll, they'll get to a certain level and think, okay, that's fine. I don't need to, you know, I've kind of learned that now. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they don't. It's, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, but um, I think that you don't ever stop learning. I think that's just... Well, I I think you shouldn't. No. I, th- I don't know whether people do. But yeah, yeah. You shouldn't ever stop learning, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think I agree. If you ever got to the point where you were like, I've 100% nailed this now, then you <laughs> do have... Do something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Just do something else then. If you've solved it problem, yeah. go do something else. Go away. Else. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so, oh, do you know... Do you, so they're, they're, they're real books... Yeah, they're asking. actual books. So, yeah, so people can just yeah. bring in um, their favourite book or any... We have a few that we bring in case no one brings one as a backup. <laughs> um, Good plan. But, um, but they did, yeah. So I think, yeah, in the Comedy Festival show, we did The Wasp Factory. Um, right. Have you read The Wasp Factory? I have not. Um, ah. But we made it all about a deli counter uh, romance. Right. Um, there were a lot of Cumberland Whirls. And then a, oh. a lot of wasps came. It was quite, yeah. <laughs> it was quite convoluted, but I loved it. I mean, that is not a faithful adaptation of the book. No. There you are. No. <laughs> I imagine it's quite a bit darker than that. But I'm just going off <laughs> <Correct>. the cover. <laughs> <laughs> you have judged the book by the cover, but uh, you were correct in that judging. Um uh brilliant uh, and tell me about splat improv yeah so we started splat in loughborough um which is kind of in between leicester and where nat and i live uh because we thought it was weird that there wasn't a comedy like an improv scene there because there's a lot of kind of artsy type of people um so mm. we thought yeah we'll do that and so <laughs> we've been doing drop-ins monthly drop-ins um, and they've been great. We had people come along who've never done any improv at all and just really went for it and just threw themselves into it. It's been really lovely to watch them kind of over the months getting more and more confident with it. Um, mm. And then we started having these nights then. So we would do the workshop that we normally do. And then the second half of the night, we'd get a guest act in. Um, so that was really fun, but obviously we're not doing them at the moment. But um, so we've only done <laughs> one so far. But it was really fun. We had Wayward Souls come over from Birmingham, who we love, and uh, we had a bit of stand up as well. Pippa Hastings did stand up, and then we got all the all our new guys up to do their first improv on stage in the Jam, and it was really oh, lovely. Lovely. Yeah, had a little bar in there. I, it's really I, nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that. I love. Um, I love seeing people surprise themselves because they don't think they can do it and they get up and they can do oh, it. Oh, so much, yeah. And, and also they're kind of, I don't know, in a weird way they're really nervous, but they're also fearless. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, they do things that more experienced improvisers wouldn't do because it, it breaks the rules. Yeah, or, you know, but it's it, actually really interesting other... to watch. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I love I that. Love that. It, it's... Um, so... Oh, no, go on. No, no. Oh. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, so if someone was going to come along to the Splats drop-in, yeah. what's the what's the format? What could they expect? Uh, so we normally, um, we do warm-ups, obviously. Um, nothing too kind of strenuous. What's your favourite warm-up? Ooh, um, I really <laughs> like, um, I really like Monster Hotspot. Do you know that one? 
No, tell me what Monster um, Hotspot is. I understand the concept of monster and hotspot, but not putting yeah, them together. So uh, obviously you're in a circle um, because it's improv. And um, so <laughs> somebody goes into the circle just being any kind of monster they want to be um, <laughs> physically and vocally, whatever you want to do. And then someone else has to immediately come in and support them by doing exactly the same thing. So they're both being wow. this weird monster. And then the first person yeah, yeah, just yeah. drifts back into the circle and the, the second person becomes their own monster. And then someone right. else jumps in and supports them by doing the same thing. And then, oh, so, wow. and then it kind of goes on. So I love it because it's like support and follow your feet and just being silly. <laughs> like just like yes. losing those inhibitions. And yeah, I really love that game. It's great for the newbies. And also you're, mm, and you're also encouraging connection. Yeah. By you know what getting people to mirror each other as well, which I think is a really powerful. Yeah, thing. absolutely. Like, and when somebody copies what you're doing, you feel so kind of um, supported and backed up by that. That that's a really good thing to have. And um, and from the other side, you know, you're supporting someone else, so that's a good feeling. So yeah, I think it's just a really positive. Um, that's probably my favourite one we do in Splat. Um, with Tiny Stories, we've got this sort of tradition before all our shows or rehearsals that we play this game that we kind of invented called um, M People. <laughs> <laughs> tell me tell me more. So you stand in a circle and everybody points at the same person and sings, what have you done today to make you feel proud? And then they have to say something they've done. <laughs> Um, in the day so but it can be a tiny thing it can be like I put socks on today yay and then everyone cheers and claps as if it's like the best thing ever <laughs> and you just go around and everyone says a thing that they've done today to make them feel proud um, <laughs> that's lovely it's so nice and it kind of shakes off the day in a way it's like that's all the stuff we did today now we're in improv mode we're gonna do a gig we're all here and we all support each other it's just really nice yeah yeah yeah, no, that sounds amazing. I, I think more people should do that as a... Yeah, as a, as a that's my gift to you. It's called M People. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, so yeah, if, we, if they're at the spot drop-in, um, once you've done the warm-ups... Um, yeah, so, what uh, so what we've been doing, um, because we've got people who are um, very new to improv, so we've been picking um, a short-form game... And then, so we build the evening up to that. So we're teaching the skills that you need for that game as we go along. So um, I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, so if we're working up to teaching them like pan left, um, mm. we do things that are like, okay, so you need to do some scene work. So we'll do some things about initiating scenes. And so we do little exercises for that kind of thing. And so we try and tailor the evening to be like, these are the three skills you require. And then the gift at the end is like, look, you've just played this game and you were really good at it. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I love that. And, and, and when I, because um, I run uh, lunchtime improv sessions oh, at yeah, the cool. uh, university where I work, um, I do exactly that. I'm like, okay, we're going to play a game. What are the things we need to be able to play the game? Yeah, and then, yeah I like that. I think it's really nice to have that structure to be like, okay, you need a thing about ideas generation and you need a thing about following your feet and then you need a thing about, you know, like pick the skills you need and then tailor the exercises towards that. And then the game at the end is like the sort of dessert of that <laughs> banquet of yeah. improv. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. 
Um, we should should explain what Panleft is. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to do, you want me to do that for you? Yeah, go on, because I think it has other names, doesn't it? Well, I call it Panleft, but yes, it has lots of yeah. other names. So we have four people standing at the four corners of a cube. Mm. Uh, and then the two people at the front, they'll we'll normally get a suggestion for them. So it, it could be, I don't know, what do you do? Do you normally, um, a relationship or a word? Or yeah, we get... Um, sometimes I've had TV programmes. But then we get a bit bored. So we tend to say things like, what is um, an, a secret that these two have kept from each other? Or Ooh, um, wow, that's lovely. Yeah, things like that. Or um, name an animal that you wouldn't normally hunt. Um, <laughs> which I think of like because like relationships are fun and locations and um, jobs they're all good but sometimes it's like oh I'm a bit bored of that now um, so when you're asking for people for an animal that you wouldn't normally hunt yeah is that because you're trying to avoid hunting scenes <laughs> I don't know where that one came from I think I heard someone else use it in a workshop and I was like yeah that's funny that's a funny way of phrasing that um and but it does tend to make a scene where it's like two people are trying to hunt a guinea pig, um, <laughs> which is which, which is funny. Um, yeah, it can be. But yeah, I don't, I think it wouldn't be funny to watch a scene of someone trying to hunt an elephant, but it is quite funny to watch someone try and hunt an <laughs> ant. Right. Yes, <laughs> I, I suppose. By asking for an animal that you wouldn't normally hunt, yeah. if you then do end up having a hunting scene. Yeah. Yes. You don't want it to be like, yeah. oh, here's a beautiful lion I murdered. That's not fun. <laughs> but like two people trying to hunt a chinchilla with AK-47s is quite fun. So do you normally end up, because because you've said, because you've mentioned the hunting. <laughs> yeah, that, do that does put it in people's of... heads, yeah. I don't always yeah. use that suggestion. That's just one of them. But yeah, you do end up with people trying to use a bow and arrow to kill an ant or something. Well, yeah, that's fair. Which enough. is fun. I mean, yes. We've all, we all need to have <laughs> new hobbies now, so you know. <laughs> what uh, what new hobbies have you taken up since uh, <laughs> since everything's been happening? Well, it's funny you should ask. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> But you're, you said before we uh, before we started yeah, that you're a crocheter. I am a crocheter. Yeah, I have been doing more crochet than usual in the last week or so. Um, how did you get into, How did you get into crochet? Uh, my mum taught me actually years ago. Yeah, and then I I sort of I I go I went through this phase where it was like I was doing loads and loads and loads all in one go, and then I didn't touch it for about five years and then I recently got back into it again and now with the situation being what it is it's like well I'm glad I got all that wool before everything locked down I'll just be over here making my isolation blanket thank you very much I mean I don't know if people were panic buying wool but um, no you know it's good that you've got stocked up yeah I've got plenty so don't worry um <laughs> And what lessons for improv can we learn from crocheting? Ooh, um, do you know what? Tension is very important in crochet. Um, and starting off at the right tension is probably the most important thing. So I would say, I'm making this up off the top of my head. Uh, wait, that's what we all do. Obviously. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> You've trained for this oh, moment. Oh no, I'm ready for this. Um, so uh, <laughs> yeah, I would say... Um, and even tension is important. <laughs> um, 
but if you oh okay yeah don't be afraid to look up uh new complicated techniques in order to improve your craft nice thanks Excellent. yeah got it cheers saved it <laughs> <laughs> cool and uh tell me about and i st- i struggle to say the name of this group Improvoki. Improvoki. Improv- you got it right Improv- Hooray. Yay. I should have just committed and I'd Yes, just run at it. It's like karaoke and improv. Um, so it's me and... Whoa. Yeah, improvoke Yes, um, I see what you've done there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's me and Jen Kenny, um, who is like my improv best friend. Uh, we do so much improv together. Um, so it's a two-prov and we basically... Um, we do uh, two-person scenes quite organically um we asked the audience for an event where a lot of people would be so like a wedding we've done or like oh. glastonbury or um a school sports an day an event that's a really nice yeah actually weirdly i don't think i've heard of that before yeah. that's actually just yeah, that was jen's lovely. idea yeah it's it's really good so you get a nice um array of characters then so we do a range of scenes with two people um either getting ready for that event or at that event depending on what it is uh and mm-hmm. when at the point in the scene where we feel like the only way forward is music um <laughs> <laughs> because that's gonna happen because that always happens um <laughs> we I, if we've got a sound person we shout improvoke and they press <laughs> shuffle on a... So we, we've got a playlist of about 500 and something karaoke backing tracks. Oh, wow. And so they press shuffle. So we don't know what's going to come up. So we have to then justify the mood of that song as those characters and improvise the song using that backing track. Wow. Yeah. That... must be hard it's hard (laughs) but it's really really fun um and it makes rehearsing so much easier because you don't need an accompanist um so on a practical level it's like we can rehearse it pretty much anywhere that's got a bluetooth speaker um Hmm. but also it's just really fun because it's like i've been describing it to people as it being like improv roulette like you don't know what's going to come up and you have to just justify it in the moment, which is mm. just really fun um, yes. and gives us a, a bit of a challenge. Um, but it's, yeah, it's really fun. We've done a few now and um, hopefully when everything clears up, we'll get a few more in the diary. So you mentioned that that moment where you're doing the scene yeah. and you transition into a song. How do you know... When to shout um, out improvoke I guess it's a bit like when you have the instinct to edit a scene. Um, yeah. I think it's what you get to that kind of tipping point moment. Um, and we obviously it's, it is very character based, uh, like a lot of the stuff I do. Um, but so you'll be it's weird. We just kind of Jen and I are, are very sort of in sync about things like that. So we just kind of both feel a sense of now's the point where something has to happen. Um, I guess it's a bit like in a musical where it's like people are talking and then like a chord hits. Do you know what I mean? It's like the emotion has got to the point where the only way you can continue is through the power of song. 
um but yeah i think it's kind of like how you get that instinct for okay this scene needs something it needs like someone to be tagged in or it just needs to be swept or but with us it's this scene needs a song um (laughs) (laughs) yes i um I'm actually a relatively recent convert to musicals. Before I did improvised musicals, I didn't understand musicals. Right. And then I then I did improvised musicals. I'm like, oh, that's how it worked. It was like a switch went off in my brain. And now I'm like a complete convert. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, I've got it entirely the other way. But uh, yeah, <laughs> just it's a magical, magical. I love that moment in improv where it's like, and now we're going to do a song. I love it. It's so, yeah, it's so good. And it's like... Um... Yeah, it literally is like that thing where all the emotions that we've just felt can only be progressed further by the addition of music. Um, (laughs) But I think, yeah, I I love music improv. I just like I'm obsessed with it. It still terrifies me, um, even though I've done Mm. it quite a lot. But um, but in a good way, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my first ever music improv uh, performance was with you, Stuart. Really? At the British Improv Project, <laughs> when we did a fine rap, ah. you may recall. Ah, yes. I think that was the first time I, I performed. To yes, I seem to remember really? some kind of rap battle. Yeah, that was a rap that, battle that, was my... that I have forever fled <laughs> because I feel that you will defeat me again. Uh, was it about gothic architecture or yeah, something it like was, that? Or it was. Did, I, did I just make it about that? Because I, I have a feeling I'd probably make it about that if even if it isn't. I can't remember if it was about that, but we definitely mentioned flying buttresses and ah. other forms of gothic <laughs> architecture. These are a few of my favourite things. <laughs> so on brand. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so. well, um, that was a delightful, uh, a delightful uh, performance. Thank you very Thanks, much. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've kind of yeah, I've got a bit obsessed with music improv at the minute. It's uh, it's just so fun. Hmm. Yeah, there's something about the emotion that the music brings. Yeah. And also the fact that you're doing something really, really complicated, and as long as you commit to it, if it goes well, then it's brilliant, and if it goes badly, well, you know, it's still amazing. So you know, in many ways, you can't. Lose. Yeah, that's it. It's like even the fact that you're attempting to make up a song Mm. as you go along is already impressive so if you get like one rhyme that's like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah one rhyme is about my limit (laughs) no i love it yeah i I don't worry about rhymes that much um i'm trying to remember what one of us rhymed with flying buttress um, Uh, doesn't that just strike me as an obvious thing yeah it definitely fits. Here's my friend Russ. That's not even a rhyme. That's just the same thing repeated. <laughs> I definitely remember something about listen to my lecture about Gothic architecture. That was a good rhyme. Oh, yeah. Was that yours or mine? Uh, I think it was mine, but I'm willing to gift it to yes, you. Yes, <laughs> I'm, sure, no, I'm sure it was yours. I'm sure it was yours. That sounds amazing. That's the only bit I remember. But yeah. <laughs> Cool. Uh, and tell me about the Midland Soup Her Group. Yes. Oh, the Soup What's Her that? Group. Um, that's a pun which you might not necessarily, without it being written down, Soup <laughs> Her Group. Yeah, it's amazing. I love the Super Group. So it's basically a collection of uh, female or female identifying improvisers from across the Midlands and sort of slightly outside of that realm as well. Depends where you draw the the boundaries uh, but um 
and we just get together and do shows and we do workshops and just kind of support each other and it's really really fun it's so good we um we do like short form games usually uh because it's easier to organize because there's so many members i think there's i don't know how many i think it's about 60 members of the facebook group um wow yeah but um usually in the performances at least 10 people there um because there's just so many women that are like yes put me on the stage i love it um mm. <laughs> so yeah or we sometimes do we've done like living rooms stuff like that do you know about the mm. that format tell, tell me about the yeah living room. i love living rooms they're so good um so you basically so all sit around um and somebody will just start a conversation and it's as if you're having a chat in your living room um as if you're just sat on sofas and having a nice chat about what you did in the week or what's going on and then whenever anyone gets an idea for a scene they'll just jump up or pull someone up and do a random scene based on that and then Mm. everyone claps and you go back to the living room and have another little chat so it's just a really lovely format especially because we've got um, people of all ranges of experience in the super group. So it's nice to be able to sort of grab some of the newer people and be like, you're doing a scene with me now and kind of, you know, push Mm. them forward and show that they're great. Um, Yeah, it's really nice, really nice format. So we've done a bit of that and we do a lot of short form games of the super group and hopefully we're going to be making our way around the Midlands when everything's back to normal. Yeah. One of the things... uh, one of the things I love about the living room format is, is going back to what you were saying before is about when because you're when you're doing that bit you're supposed to be just yourself yeah and just talking truthfully and it comes you know once again we're sharing the truth that's it yeah it's exactly yeah like I was saying about the Armando there's just something really engaging about watching people just talking about themselves um mm being themselves you don't get that very often often it's like you're playing a character or you're playing a heightened version of yourself or something like that so Mm. to just have a little moment of like oh I did this thing this week and it was nice and then people can be hilarious making stuff up from it but yeah it's really lovely I love that format and it's also nice when you when one is experienced enough to be able to be sort of conscious of the other people in the group yeah. and making sure that, you know, the less experienced and less confident people are also drawn in. Yeah. Because I think there's a stage when you're starting, you're so busy kind of like just trying to do the improv that you haven't got the spare room to be aware of the other people. But once you've got a little bit more experience, you can then, you know, do that. Yeah, that's it. You've got that little bit of extra brain space available mm. to be like, oh, so-and-so hasn't been in a scene yet. Let's get them up because maybe they're a bit nervous or shy and if they want to, of course. But yeah, so that's, yeah, I think that's really important. And we trend, we try and sort of focus on that in the super group because like I say, we've got a range of experiences. So we want to make sure everybody gets a nice kind of moment to shine. So, um, mm. yeah, it's just, it's a really, really supportive group. Um always kind of posting about people's shows and yeah it's just really nice fantastic fantastic cool right okay um if someone was going to step on stage of you right in any of the many groups (laughs) or jams or workshops that you're involved with so many groups (laughs) not too many it's fine carry on you're right you're doing okay good thank you (laughs) I mean, I'm perhaps the wrong person uh, <laughs> to uh, to pass judgment, as this is episode 148 <laughs> of a podcast about improv, so perhaps don't listen to me. Um, 
if um, yeah, if you're going to step on stage, uh, if someone is going to step on stage with you, what can they do to delight you? Delight me. Um, do you know what I love is when somebody gives you like a real gift, um, brings you into a scene and knows that there's something that is so in your kind of ballpark. Do you know what I mean? So if someone uh, brings you in and... Uh, I'm trying to think of an example, but if... Gothic architecture. Gothic architecture, right? <laughs> that, <laughs> um, or like, you know, I'm really into history and um, I, there was a scene in Armando one time where I think it was Adam brought me into the scene and was like, ah, oh, Lord Wellesley. And it was like, okay, I know what I'm doing here. I'm the Duke of Wellington. Um, do you know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah. Uh, if someone gives you something that they know because you've got the same sense of humour or something and they're like, oh, this is going to be really funny and they bring you into something that will be like a little delight for you both. Um, mm. I really love that. I also really love it when uh, you can take a risk with somebody that you're improvising with and you can just yeah. come in and maybe not do anything, but you're both kind of happy mm. in that moment of we've got each other's back we're just going to stare at each other and something will happen. That's delightful. And it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's also amazing for an audience because, you know, when you're, when you're performing, you think, well, we're not doing anything, but there's always things going yeah. on. And, you know, the less you do, the more it draws the audience in. Yeah. And, you know, more they're going, oh, you know, they're, 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 they're taking, you know, because as humans, we're you know, used to taking signals and translating them. So the audience is taking in all the details. And it comes back to that idea again of, you know, if we do very little, whenever we do do something or whether we say something, it just has so much more It importance. really makes an impact. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, yeah, so I think they are the things that... I kind of just love improv. So just doing improv <laughs> is delightful. I know that's a cop-out answer, but I just like... No, it's a good answer. Every time I it's get a... to go on stage, it's like, oh my God, I get to do this. <laughs> it's such a thrill. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a lovely it's a lovely state to be in. Yeah. Um, what, um, what particular... Uh, historical uh, periods could people delight you by casting <laughs> you in? <laughs> oh, literally any. Um, I'm like a big history nerd for just kind of any uh, time period. I'm this is I'm just outing myself as a huge nerd now, Stuart. I am a big <laughs> fan of Sharp, the TV series Sharp with Sean Bean. So, yeah, any, yeah, yeah. like I say, anything like that is great. But um, just any kind of history, yeah. We're actually working on an idea for a two-prov that's based around different periods of history. Mm, it's in the developmental really, stage. But I think I think there's something I find history. Um, I find historical improv really interesting and really exciting. Mm. Um, far more than most other <laughs> school subjects. And now yeah. I'm just thinking, how would you do geography-based yeah, like, improv? Uh, how would you Oxbow do... Lakes, is it? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Ah, here we have some terminal moraine. Ah, I don't know how to bring that to the improv. Coastal thing. erosion. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, we, we, we sort of had an idea of... Um, because we've got this big kind of Dorling Kindersley book of history and we were like... <laughs> I wonder if there's a thing you could do where it was like different periods, but we're still trying to work out the ins and outs of it. But yeah, hopefully that we'll see the light. I mean, I, 
I think no, I think that sort of thing sounds uh, really exciting. And it's also it's a lot of fun for the audience when you've got somebody that knows a lot about that historical period. Yeah. That's a delight. But also when you have somebody that doesn't know a lot about that <laughs> historical period yeah. as well. That is also a There is something fun about that, yeah, and just kind of being dragged through all this weird terminology and stuff. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, the Jacobite Rebellion, cool. is it? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I uh, my message to listeners everywhere. Let's have more historical input. <laughs> um, cool. Right. Uh, big final question. Big final okay. question. Um, what is your signature move? What's the thing Ooh. you do that saves the day, brings down the house reliably, and has people saying, classic plats? <laughs> classic plats. Um... I think it, hmm, I mean, I'm sort of quite loud, so I think maybe my signature move is just being able to yell for a long amount of time, um, <laughs> if needed, um, like too long. As long as, as long as the scene justifies it. Yeah, if it's just, <laughs> just don't do just come it, in yeah. and just start screaming. Um, I think that in music improv as well, that like if I don't, if I run out of words, I'll just belt a note for a really long time. Ooh. But actually, <laughs> that's a really, really good bit of advice for musical improv. Yeah. It's like, yeah, a lot of songs just have like, you just know, just a really notes big, and, you know, yeah. 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 And just keep Ooh, going, yeah. and it's hilarious uh, for a while. Just keep going. <laughs> does it does it start funny, then stop being funny, then start being funny? Yeah, you've got to let it enough. go full circle to annoying, <laughs> and then back to funny again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, I think I do a good line in sort of exasperated uh, middle class person. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Tell me more about that. Well, <laughs> I just think that there's a certain energy that you can put across that is a kind of... Um, it's kind of funny to play a sort of... Look, I, the anti-macassars don't even match the carpet or something. <laughs> that kind of... Yeah. Um, <laughs> do a good line in that. Um Yeah. I'm trying to think now, like, what would people say classic plats about? I think just, uh, yeah, generally just being quite loud and weird. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. These sound like good choices. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> They're my choices and I'm going to hold on to them. <laughs> yeah, no one can take that away from you. Brilliant. One thing I have to say now is thank you for being a guest on the Improv London podcast. Thank you for having me. Let us hope that things get back to normal yeah, soon. Yeah, let's hope that. They will. This too shall pass. Yes, this too shall mm. pass. I made this. That's improv! <laughs>